Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. It's your girl, Penny Anassi. What it do, baby booze. I hope y'all are having a great week. If you're in New York City, I hope you are staying warm. Or if you're on the East Coast anywhere, I hope you are staying warm because it's finally cold and uh, I'm over it. I don't like it at all, but we're going to rock with it, okay? Um, let's get into these updates. This episode will be a solo episode with another Insecure Insights, Penny's Perguntas featuring Lala Ware. And we're also going to get into boundaries when it comes to boundaries with family members, since that was definitely something that I was experiencing when I was in Kenya and that I've honestly experienced my whole life. And it's a huge thing with first-generation families. And I think families of color, period, and honestly all families, just kind of had to navigate those things, especially as a first-gen kid. But let's get into these updates. Um, first things on my list is really I've just been working this past week. Working and taking like a chill pill. Um, and of course Halloween. So, but yeah, I've just been back in the groove. It's so cold outside. It's like, uh, let me just stay inside. And um, then Halloween was super duper fun. Like I told y'all before, my costume my fairy costume did not come in but I will be that next year it's going to be super cute um and I came up with the idea to do a scary spice look which was really on brand and fun um with my hair stuff like that um and I had like a cheetah onesie in my closet and I just put that on went to the fabric store got some stuff for my hair and watching TikToks and made it do what to do. I cannot wait to like do more looks like every Halloween. I just want to like get better at doing stuff like that. And I can't wait to have like a family and stuff. And we do like the cutest little looks or whatever. Like it's going to be popping. But anyways, Halloween was super fun and chill. I went to um, a party, Stony Blue and Aunt Blue. Shout out to you guys. It was like a, they're, they're two Texas DJs that um, an aunt is in. New York City and always has the best DJ sets really really cool parties it was like a nice little studio vibe at Agenda Studios if you guys ever see Agenda Studios having an event you should definitely go because it's fun um and what else is going on like I said before it is getting cold so I'm noticing that people are tweeting a lot about feeling down and you know seasonal depression so let me give you guys a couple of tips before i get into the other uh, the other updates on how to combat seasonal depression so the four major treatments for sad sad seasonal affective disorder are light therapy psychotherapy antidepressants and vitamin d so practically I would start with vitamin D before going on to any medications. Oh, I'm not a doctor. Not a doctor. This is not licensed information. This is just information that I've gathered from my research and experiences. So definitely get some vitamin D supplements. Pop them things in the morning and stay super duper hydrated. Um, as well as make sure you're taking walks and moving your body, like work out like that. I always say this, but I really, really mean it. Even if you don't want to do it, just do it. And then, then like that reward that you feel after, after a while, your brain will be like, I actually want to do this because you know how, your brain will know how good you're going to feel afterwards. So yeah, so um, in light therapy, get yourself, get on Amazon and type in light therapy, type, type in um, vitamin D lamps and get you like a lamp to like get on, like 
to have by your bed, especially if, if you're in New York and you're in like a darker space. You need that light. You need it. Take walks. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much a quick little one-two for how you can combat feeling a little lower during the winter seasons. Um, I know we're like alone so much more, or even if you're like having anxiety about linking with family and old friends because it's about to be the holidays. So just stay in good spirits. And also a lot of people are doing, um, what is it like sober November ish or sober October. They did that or whatever. That's another good thing to do before the holidays. Cause a lot of people are going to be turning the hell up during the holidays. So taking a little break. It's always good as well. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Um, let's see what other things that I have on my stuff. Oh, it's also Men's Mental Health Month. Or actually, it's Men's Health Month, which mental health goes into that. Shout out to all of the men, all of the amazing black men, and all that you guys go through. We're here for y'all, although we talk mad-ish about y'all. It's because we love y'all so much and we're trying to figure it out. But shout out to you guys. Um, I hope that you guys are taking care of yourselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually, mentally. Going to see a therapist if necessary, even though we all should. And just being more expressive about what you guys go through. So I was watching The Breakfast Club and Wale got COVID and they were kind of asking him about it. And he was saying how he didn't tell his mom or his family or nobody. Actually, he got in an Uber by himself. He literally felt like he was dying and got in an Uber by himself. Um, at first, he thought that he could beat it alone. And then he did the little oxygen test and he actually was losing oxygen. Went to the hospital in an Uber alone. Passed out at the hospital because of anxiety. Not even because of the actual like low oxygen, but because of the anxiety of it all. And he just decided not to tell anyone because he was like, I just didn't want nobody to know. I didn't want my mom to, you know, get worried and things like that. And I think that black men hold hold that uh, burden a lot and they just want to seem very strong and they don't want to worry anybody. They want to stay out of the way. But if you are hurting in any way, physically or mentally, please tell someone that you trust. Go to the doctor before it's too late. Um, and yeah. I I would go watch that Breakfast Club interview because it was really interesting. Just just from a perspective of like a black young man that's, you know, super dope, super cool, and his experience with COVID and how it all went down. So shout out to Wale for being vulnerable enough to like share all of that with us. Um, and I do just want men to talk about all that, you know, a little more if you can. No pressure. No pressure. Um, take your time with it. But yeah, so men's men's health month. Shout out to that. And like I said before, I've just been working and stuff like that. I feel like because it's so much going on with um, now that the podcast is on a bigger platform, having to manage that, and then of course like my day job that's kind of like or not even I don't want to call it a job, but my day situation, whatever is. Um, getting a little bit more busy and stuff like that. And my Instagram, like all of my different, like, you know, work things are ramping up even more and more and more, which is a huge blessing, but also a huge responsibility. So what's that? What's that quote? To whom much is given, much is required. Um, so coming back from Africa and like coming into this space, 
Um, in Kenya, I was really like by myself, so it was easier to focus. But out here, it's a lot more distractions. So getting focused, making sure that I'm giving what is required because I've been blessed with so much. And I'd be damned if I don't give my all to all that I've been blessed with. So that, you know, balance and pressure has been a thing for me. And not bad pressure, like good pressure, like the pressure that Ari Lennox be talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I tweeted this the other day because personally, I've been just realizing that people really do what's best for them. And it's and this kind of ties into the whole boundaries thing as well. I believe that you should do what's best for you. And I think that growing up without that many boundaries and stuff, like I always did what's best for the collective. And I just was way too nice. Like seriously, still am way too nice. Will give everything I have to give and like not have enough for me and just not really think about me in a situation. And in that case, like that's, it's really not cool. It's really not. So I tweeted this. I said, people, and y'all loved it. It was retweeted a hell of times. People truly wouldn't move a finger for you and you'd move mountains for them. It's a tough realization, but never change your ways based off what you receive. So I guess it's because I like just grew up very much so we all just gave like we just all wanted everyone to feel comfortable um and even if that meant you feeling a little bit uncomfortable you still gave because like that's just what you're supposed to do so like I said I grew up way too nice and um I think that builds like resentment because it's like oh shit like I broke my back for you like I was hurting or whatever even if it's a small bit for you and you don't you're not even realizing in this moment that you can help me and you're not doing it or not really caring or whatever so it really made me think like, you know, you give when you can so that you don't resent or don't go outside of your boundaries to give just because you want to be seen as a good person or whatever, um, because then you will, you, will, you will resent that and then you will expect someone to be like that and people are not going to be like that. Like they really are not. So I thank God for like my two best friends because they are givers as well, which is why we are just like the three musketeers, Taylor and Shelly. They will do anything for anyone. And in return, like we would do anything for each other. And it's not like a weird thing. Like I wouldn't expect anything less, but like, you know, with different people, different friends, you have to learn that that's not how everyone is, which is totally fine. Like they actually have it right. Like they do what they need to do for themselves. They have their boundaries together. I'm still working on mine. So I did want to share that in my updates or whatever. Oh, shout out to Flawless, Gabrielle Union's brand. If you guys have not seen, I've been working with them and it's been super duper dope to just like create content that I want to that's super duper me and I can be myself and it's just, it's so cool. And it's Gabrielle Union. Like when I tell y'all I watch Bring It On, a million and one times over and over and over again. That's why I was in gymnastics. That's why I can still do a back bend and all that stuff today. I never made the cheer squad. I will tell y'all that because I was scared to throw my back handspring. But nonetheless, Bring It On was one of my favorite childhood movies. So working with her is really cool. I just can't wait to see like what else blossoms in life period per usual. So yeah, um, shout out to Flawless. It, so the brand is actually really, really good for people who do a lot of protective styling like me. 
I really don't be having my hair out like that. I'll do braids or whatever the case may be, a bun. Um, sometimes my curls out, but braids are easy. I love a nice little wig or whatever. Um, so it's really good for protecting your hair underneath whatever you're Y'all check up them products. They're at Walmart, Sally's Beauty. Um, go on my Instagram, like, comment, and then um, go to their link in their bio. All the things. We are going to move on to change. So for change, I want to shout out actually Janae Aiku. She has a track called Trigger Protection Mantra. I was, I had, it played on my playlist when I was doing yoga hit. Shout out to Melanie Nicole. Um, and it really was like calming me down. So she literally uses like meditation bowls and the whole nine and even just like the frequencies and the waves. I'm like, have I talked about this before? I'm not sure, but whatever. Um, and in the thing, it's just like a mantra. It's like, calm down, calm down. I can't seem like her, but it's like, calm down, calm down. And then it's like a beat to the back of it, which is actually sound bowls and definitely well curated for the brain waves and all that stuff and your girl really got very much so calm and I'm like yo you can really play that if you really are triggered and I know y'all know she has that song uh triggered the freestyle where she's just like going off on that going off on um whoever probably Big Sean but it's like go trigger I'm like, go figure you are the trigger you brought me to an obstructive view when you know the picture wasn't bigger, who am I kidding? She going off because she was triggered because that's what be that's what men be doing to us. So yeah, so it's cool that she had like this other song, trigger mantra, trigger protection mantra to combat that in a sense. And it's just really a dope ass meditation song. And she gets change of the week for just adding that into her artistry and adding just and that's like all a part of wellness all a part of change all a part of like our consciousness and just us being better so shout out to Janae and she's always talking about meditating mental health all the things her and her man Big Sean stand for them I feel like they like are a couple who went through what they went through or and like have grown together in a sense you know from like, I don't want to say that from toxic because who knows what they were, but you know, they really like let each other grow um, and make mistakes. And now they are like elevated on like a mental level and it's, they're great. They're dope. So shout out to Janae. Okay. Y'all already know what it is. Um, I'm feeling like a rapper on here. I swear to God, or like an MC, but y'all know what it is. Pen pal letters. If you have a question for me, DM me. I am not a professional and I also am, don't know anything at all, but I will give you advice from my perspective and my own experiences. So DM me at Penny Peace on Instagram or Twitter and then email me for your thoughts pod at gmail.com and I will answer your letter on the show. So for today, the letter is it says, Dear Penny. I went on a date with this guy. It was actually our second date, and I got really, really lit at brunch. Oh, girl. The first date was really, really good. Um, we actually met 
out and about, not even online. And the second day, I just feel like I got way too lit and I'm not sure if he likes me anymore. What do you think I should do? Um, but honestly, I would say that if he's like, if you're dating, like, and this is like, you're dating for like a relationship, I don't think that anybody should really just be judging. Like things happen. And if he's, I've heard of people like, their first date, they got drunk as hell on their first date together and they end up married. You know what I'm saying? It's like, these are all parts of you, like, and the ups and the downs. And a lot of the times people show their representative on the first couple of dates and you just showed him like a lot, a little bit more of you, like the not so put together pretty version of you, whatever. Um, of course, you don't want to like be drunk on the dates all the time or whatever, but if y'all are having a good time, don't worry about it. It's human. It's natural. It's normal. Maybe next time y'all hang out, be like, oh my God, I was so lit last time <laughs> or something like that. And if he really, really does judge you, move on to the next because that's really not that cool. Especially if I'm sure he was one buying the drinks. I'm sure he was the one drinking right there with you. I would just say next time be more cautious and aware because you know that that's something that's bringing you personal shame and guilt so all you can can control is you so that you don't feel that way the next time but honestly if he doesn't like you anymore it that was never meant to be I know that's so cliche but you want somebody who you can really be yourself around you can make mistakes around you can get to it around on accident as long as it's not like a you know all the time or whatever because that's just not even good for yourself you know but um yeah we're young, get lit and have a good time responsibly. But if he's judging you, he's out of here, out of here. So for my two cents, I want to talk about boundaries, healthy boundaries with family and more specifically um, children of immigrants. And I definitely have experienced this a lot and even more so in Kenya when it was certain things I wanted to do, certain spots that I wanted to stay at or that I wanted to see, like, and it wasn't the norm of what, like, my family there was doing at the time and um, just kind of honoring my own values while trying to also, you know, not rattle feathers or things like that. Very hard to explain without going into too much detail. But all in all, the takeaway is like how to deal with boundaries as a child of an immigrant and how to still stay true to you, hold your values, your personal ones that are, are detached from your family, whether it's your family back at home, wherever your family's from, or like, you know, in the States. So I came across this amazing post by Aparna. She is, um, she has Instagram reflection with a therapist and it said why are boundaries complicated for children of immigrants so number one your parents never modeled setting boundaries with family or friends for instance my family we all live down the street from each other if somebody needs some help or needs something we're always there so the community of it community of it all is an amazing thing but also the lack of the boundaries is one thing that can make you turn into a people pleaser, make you turn into someone who really never says no because you feel like a bad friend or a bad person for saying no at the time. Although 
that no is saying yes to yourself or that no is not because you don't want to do it, but because you have to honor things that you have going on for yourself. So number one, your parents never molded setting boundaries with family or friends. And they that's just how the community is, especially in Kenya. Everything is community-based. Someone's always there to help. It's a beautiful structure, but like I said, boundaries. Number two, you witnessed your parents do so much for you that pushing back in any way feels ungrateful. This is huge for me because my parents have done so much for me. Um, even just the fact that they came here and, and killed it and gave me the life that I had, have, have had is within itself. You want to make sure that that is, you want to make sure that that like they feel like their sacrifices were worth it. So you don't want to really go against the grain that much, but you still have to be yourself to be fully fulfilled. And um, that could cause some lack in boundaries as well. Um, number three, it is easier to exhaust yourself meeting expectations than it is to feel like you're letting your people down. I know I hate letting my cousins down or I hate letting my brothers down. Like those are like my my dogs you know and it's like sometimes like if it's even like getting them like a job or if it's like something they want to do go to a concert or whatever it could be I don't know um if you can't if I can't do that I kind of feel bad but it's like I really can't do that I have to honor myself in this moment and um our parents definitely exhausted themselves to meet the expectation of others and one thing that I am learning is that, like me, my brothers, this generation, we're the first, we're the first to have this like dichotomy and to have this duality of what my parents have and then what we have here in America. Like we are the first. So we're truly learning. So I'm learning to definitely have compassion and grace with myself and really like set the tone for the future. You know what I mean? And just how I feel like or what, you know, I don't even know what's best, but, you know, constantly figuring that out. So when I dived into this, the main thing that comes up is like, you know, you don't want to say no or have these boundaries because the result of that is the feeling of guilt, and that feeling sucks. And that's what we try to avoid when we people please. That's what we try to avoid. And even sometimes shame if you are trying to do your thing and it's not looked at deemed as good to your the your family members or the people around you. So what I think is let's figure out how to combat that guilt and figure out what we value and what fulfills us and how we can also still honor ourselves and honor our parents at the same time. So still figuring it out, but um, I know that the emotion guilt, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just something, emotions are there to tell you something. So when you feel guilty, question that guilt and figure out why you're feeling guilty, like get down to the nitty gritty of it. And then and before you can even do that, sometimes you have to be like, what do I value? Sit with yourself. What fulfills me? What decision if I make that I make, if it's mine or if it's my parents or my family members, what decision will fulfill me and my peace 
and it's healthy, of course, healthy, of course. Don't be out here doing no crazy shit that your parents is like, don't do that. I mean, like healthy things. Um, and get clear on your values so you know, like, this is what I rock with. This is what makes me happy. And so you don't really detour from that. And like detach yourself from the beliefs that your parents have. That like what makes them happy, what fulfills them is totally different. They had a whole they have had a whole different way of living. So their way of thinking is so different. Like even oh, this is a great example. I love massages and stuff. And in Kenya, I was getting massages. My dad was just like, Why are you spending your money on that type of stuff? Like he was just so confused. And I kind of like broke it down to him. And my his back was hurting. This whole time my dad's back was hurting. And I somehow got him to simply get a massage and he literally loved it. But if I didn't really talk to him through it or whatever, I would have been questioning myself like, damn, am I spending, you know, unnecessary money or am I being bougie or am I doing the most out here? But it ended up when we communicated and everything like that, this guy, he got one. He really was not trying to get it. But afterwards, it was amazing. But it's just like, that's not what he values. Like, he don't value no massage. Like, he grew up trying to get it and, like, had to come here with people who don't understand him so much. He didn't, he was not worried about no, no goddamn massage. But, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. So it's okay for you to figure out what works for you and what you value and express and communicate that and express why so that your parents can understand that. And that kind of reduces guilt a lot too. And also another thing I heard was thriver's guilt. So that's like when you have access and resources that your parents may not have had. And for me, I felt this a lot, access and resources or things or ways of living that the people who are still back at home didn't have. And you have that thriver's guilt um, that's something you have to let go of and know that this is what they, this is what our parents wanted for us. And we are the, we are the result of that. And they didn't, they don't, they're doing the best that they can with what they know, what they have. And so are we. So that's just a little bit of what I've started to dive into in a sense, um, Really, it's about getting clear on your values to help you manage your guilt and not your parents' values or the people around you. Be clear on what's important to you and not what's expected of you. Um, say no if you need to. You're going to feel that guilt, but know that the guilt is not bad. It's something that you navigate. Um, and yeah, that's all I have for that. I'm definitely going to get a therapist on here to get it in on that tip because um I could use it personally. I'm raising my hand over here. Y'all can't see me. But yeah, we're going to move into something different for gold. We're doing all things insecure. I'm going to talk about insecure. I have this cute little question game. We're going to get it fun and get it popping. Um, but yeah, children of immigrants and just children of people, period, if you are really close to your family, navigate that guilt. It is okay to do you boo do you it's totally worth it and even like the more that I do me the more I see others around doing doing them and it just makes for a better environment and a more free environment it's time for Penny's Perguntas with Lala Ware talking all things insecure insecure insights we're gonna get into episode two yeah here we go all right, we're back. 
for another segment of Penny's Perguntas. <laughs> Welcome back to Penny Perguntas. Yes. <laughs> Which else, girl? All I wear. What it do? Um, what do you think about this week's episode? I thought it, it was, was hilarious. So funny. It was so much better. It was like what I love Issa for. It was what I knew. Because that first episode, it was giving, mm, what's going on? But the second episode was definitely really good. Yeah, it was hilarious. I think our favorite part when we died was when Kofi or Crenshaw, I guess when he knew that he got the um, oh got God. the gig, he was yes. like, let's go. He was like, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> niggas, my niggas. He was like, <laughs> I told these niggas. It's, and it was so, like, accurate. Yeah. Like, it was so yeah. accurate. I've been looking for that clip. So if anybody has that clip somewhere, like, I want that to post on uh, my Instagram story. Because that shit was hilarious. Was hilarious. Let's go. No, I mean, there were so many <laughs> moments in the episode that I really can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. But I was laughing the whole way through. It was good. It was good. Okay, we're back with Penny's Perguntas. So some more questions um, that came from the episode. Just some fun questions. This is a bit lighter because this was a lighter episode. Mm-hmm. So question number one. Do you wake up the first time the alarm goes off or do you hit the snooze? And if you do hit the snooze, how many times do you hit it? Because remember in the beginning, like now Issa wakes up at six instead of seven. And like you can tell her she's like way more productive. Her days are getting better, which is crazy because I was talking about that um, last episode. Yeah. But I hit the snooze. I, I definitely hit the snooze. But you want to know what's so snooze funny? On the pose. <laughs> but what's so funny is like I don't understand myself because my alarm goes off at six. But I don't get up till eight. yeah it's like a pattern it's like a habit i hit the and the days that i don't hit the snooze be the best days but like i know i've been told like you just gotta hop out the bed like and i know some people like they like just hop out my brother will just snooze boop i'm like damn it's the military (laughs) i did get up well yesterday i had a really early meeting and i wanted to prepare and stuff so i did i only hit the snooze once so i did get up the sun was rising it was beautiful i love when i see the sunrise from here Uh that shit is like the best okay so um the next question this is uh like you know how molly's like working on herself Mm -hmm. all the self-care stuff and she was meditating um in the morning so the question is meditation prayer something else like what do you do to get yourself mentally prepared for the day and share anything that you think that the people should try. Oh no, I love music. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like to take my morning showers and listen to music. And I listen to the most soulful, feel good type of music mm-hmm. for me. Not the not the ratchet. Like you gotta listen to the feel good soul. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I get up. Um, I shower all that stuff like I do like a routine so my tea and then I'll meditate like with the calm app which y'all already know that the calm app is really good it's like 15 minute meditation and then I'll read like a little scripture sometimes if if I remember or have time um and then turn on some music it depends on my mood it could be gospel Mm -hmm. it could be it could be baby keem it could be like anything (laughs) random as hell because I could I will hear Kirk Franklin (laughs) And then next thing you know, I'm here in Fantasia when I see you. And then it switches to Megan. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. Then oh, then it's Alan Stone. That's like <laughs> I love playing Alan like, Stone. Okay. Yeah. Eclectic. Yeah. I just play whatever like I'm feeling in the moment. Or just let let it I like the mixture of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think meditation, like how she was meditating, that really, really helps. Yeah, I need to meditate. No, it's so good. Like my mind runs so, I just have all these thoughts that I can't just sit still mm-hmm. and just like in silence. Mm-hmm. For me, I've tried it and it's just like not comfortable. But you I should use like an app, like the app yeah, like know, says app stuff, is, mm-hmm. like it'll be like, oh, it'll have like a theme every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think today's was like about being present. Or something like that so it's just and it like the calm, like they talk right? yeah they talk yeah. they talk you through it along with like the background music so you're not just like sitting there like what the hell you do that's why i had the um <laughs> I had the little free subscription you and do. then once they said you had to pay for it i was like oh yeah and well, it's pretty we'll it, it's expensive too yeah. it is well, um we'll see. okay next question um so Issa's always like showcasing black restaurants her remember her and nate were at i forgot what restaurant it was but whenever they're at a restaurant it's a black owned restaurant mm. so what's your favorite one or what's one that you would want like like you have to try this black owned it could be here louisiana houston uh, you go first no first i, I say like i want to say Derek's. i think it's called Derek's in houston um yeah. phil and Derek's. Yeah. phil and Derek's, but this is before they changed it up. It was like, it used to be like, it was made out of like a house in Third Ward. So it felt like you were actually in a home and their brunch was just so much fun. Their food was really, really, really good. Um, so I would say Phil and Derek's for the experience, yeah. for sure. It's a staple, I think, that everybody should take part in. Mm-hmm. So mine used to be, well, it used to be Sweet Chicks. I used to take all my dates. Yeah, I used to go on date. Chicks. I used to go on dates there because I loved the vibe of Sweet Chicks. It was like, like chicken and waffles, but I mean, it was good. And then the music was always it's such a vibe in there. Or it mm-hmm. used to be. I haven't been since um, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We should go. We should go. Should but we? like, I was so tired of Sweet oh, Chicks. Really like it, like I liked it because the food wasn't like that compared to like Texas like yeah, southern food to but that. just like then why would i eat that well we're in new york I so know, nothing is gonna compare like not, the chicken just not that good it's so the chicken basic. was the chicken was good for what it was the chicken was i mean like when i have i had to learn a long time ago that like i'm not in the south anymore i'm in new york so yeah, when i do stumble upon like that home cook kind of is supposed to be tra- southern type foods I stick to oh another one oh that made me think another one is Sweet Science Brooklyn so I took my mom oh, there for Science her birthday mm-hmm. and we had the shrimp and grits and well I had the shrimp and grits my mom got like chicken and waffles my mom tasted my um, shrimp and grits and was like not this this is good the people must be from Louisiana because this tastes better than a Texas so sweet, dish so Sweet Science Bill and Derek's Sweet Chicks Sweet Chicks I have one more oh I have one more too okay my one more is. Space Village, it's Travis Scott's restaurant in Rice Village. And my, like, one of my really good friends from church, like, back, like, Seven Day Adventist Church, he's a chef there. And it's really good. It's super healthy. It's one of those, like, it's like a pop-in because it's actually, like, their store, too. So, and it's also Astro Weekend. So, shout out to Space Village. Y'all should definitely check that out in Rice Village if you're in Houston. Okay, and then my, and I'm just making sure that this is a black-owned restaurant, which is so funny because... So the Mac 
Shack. Okay, really random. I ordered there. My friend was like, "Oh, it's so good." The Mac Shack in Houston. I mean, no, in- it's in New York. It's in New York, so it's you know, called black people love, uh, mac and cheese. Oh my God, they do all kind of different ways of mac and cheese. Like, I mean, I take it simple, you know, but they have all these different type of things like pesto mac, and- mm-hmm. like all these different things. But like, it's really good. So I had the mac and cheese with salmon, and y'all, it was. Mm, that sounds good. I don't, so I don't even good. Like mac and oh my like god, that. it was so good. So. Okay, so we have Mac Shack, the Mac Shack. Yeah, it's Mac Shack. Mm-hmm. Mac Shack, Space Village, Travis Scott's restaurant. Shout out to Chris, who is a chef. If you go there, be like, hey Chris, because he's right there. You'll see him. Um, Phil and Derek's. That's in Houston. Mm-hmm. Sweet Chick. That's here. And then we said one more. Oh no, two each, two each. That that's right. Yeah. Okay. But okay, next you question. Said all the Houston ones and I said all the New York ones. Oh yeah, there. that's true. That's true. Okay, yeah, that's good though. Mm-hmm. They got a range. Okay, so the next question is um Oh wait. We okay. said Okay, go ahead, Terry. Okay. Because <laughs> I just thought about it. We said sweet science. Oh, sweet science. That's important because that's really, really good. That's really, really good. Oh, you added a third one. Sweet science in Brooklyn. Yes. I would recommend that it's, one. And it's music, it's a party, it's fun. Right. Okay, next question. Um, so Molly's mama be trying to set her up, was trying to set her up with that Christian man. Mm-hmm. That's and she was like, Oh, like on beach day he was looking real good, which is hysterical because all churches go have their little beach day. But have you well, how do you feel about getting set up by friends or family members? Are you open to it or absolutely not? I can go first. Go ahead. So my dad be trying to set me up with all of the Kenyans. And I just be like, not because they're Kenyan, but just because it's just never been a match. Um, and it's just no. Like, I just don't know. He has not succeeded yet. Even in Kenya, he was like, oh, my daughter, da 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 And I just can't get with it. Um, I think I would trust my friends and family if they, you know, like, it's tried. They've tried before, but it's never really been a match either. But I, I'm never not open to it. But I've never, it's never been executed and actually went through. So, who knows? And I don't want them to be that, I want my man to be like, mom, like, coming for me and not like a friend of a, like, you know, it depends. I don't know. Well, I wouldn't mind if my friend set me up because I feel like my friend know my, like, my taste and but my type. But if they tight. were really close to them, because, you know. Like, if they were? Like, if, like, so let's say that your friend, like, let's say I uh-huh. had, like, a best friend and hooked you up with the best friend uh, but it's like well I, but i would also feel like if one of like you're my close friend right so if you're trying to hook me up with your best friend there must be something that you see there you think mm-hmm. it would work for sure but like what if it don't work you know how like yeah things well get i sticky, mean figure yeah, it things, out figure that out later yeah but i just feel like if it's a situation where it could work mm-hmm. and you just felt it in your heart i have to set them right. up there's then a reason for that that's facts that's facts. but now family members is different <laughs> now my grandma but my grandma does it in a way where it's so funny because she'll be like i, I want to introduce you to somebody <laughs> And I'm like, well, who? You know, um, the coach you know, for Gremlin, uh, the coach from Gremlin's son. I want to introduce you to. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like, I think, I think you'll be lovely. A friend, a friend. Mm-hmm. And he is the da 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 da. And I'm like, okay, right. It's just like, okay, GG. But yeah, like that. She does that sometimes. And then this reminds me. So my mentor. She like 
came over one day. This was not too long ago. She came over and she was just like, you're single? And I'm like, yeah. She was like, well, I want to, um, let me show you my, my boyfriend's brother. And I'm like, okay. She was like, cause like, I mean, I don't know if he'll be your type. He probably won't, but he want to start dating. He want to go on dates again. And like, you could go on a date with him. Mm -hmm. I just think it'll be cute for y'all to go on a date. Mm -hmm. So she shows me the brother, and I'm in my mind thinking, absolutely not. He wasn't cute? He was not. I was not attracted a little bit. Okay. I was going to say that's not my type. I'm trying to get out of my type, but I was not even attracted like a li at all. So I told her, I said, oh, girl, oh, that's funny. No, he's not my type. She was like, and she, the whole time that she was there, up until she left, she was trying to get me to go on a date. I had to say, girl, I'm not going on a date with that man. It's just not happening. Yeah. Not. Sometimes it's like just try because you never know, but but you know when you don't know. Yes. But you know, someone sometimes you're like, eh, but it's like I guess just go. Like if I was attracted I don't know. a little, like if he don't have to be my type, but if I'm like, okay, he's a kind of attractive, I'll give it a try. Give it he a just go out a, to eat or something quick, nothing that. serious. Mm -mm. Nah. Yeah. Little neck. Okay, so um, so remember on Molly that she went back on the league, the dating app, and yes. then she couldn't answer the question that mm -hmm. was like dating yeah. me is like dot 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 dot. Yes. So we have to be like dating me is like fill in the blank. Dating me is like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> no, just kidding. I I don't even know. I didn't even. I don't even know. I feel. Like I do know, but I have. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think dating me is like opening a box and a bunch of like confetti comes out and you're like, what the hell? But you're ha but you're like, okay, okay, <laughs> like you're happy. Like, okay, it's that, like one of those, that's good. Like, what the what yeah, the hell? Like, but then it's like, oh, a satisfying like feeling in a sense. I like that. I like that. I like that. It might be a little bit of a mess though. Mm -hmm. You might gotta, you know, but mm -hmm. it's it's okay. I think mine is gonna be basic. I think dating me is. Like, really fun, and I think, like, it's full of experiences. Like, it's never going to be, like, boring, I think. Mm -hmm. Actually, I know. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. And I think that dating me, it's either peaceful, it might get a little chaotic. <laughs> it might get a little chaotic because, like, if you're that close to me, you might see some things. Nothing bad, but I think I would say it's, like, both. Like, peaceful, mm -hmm. very much so fun, a tad bit chaotic and i'm i would just say we're going to like enjoy life and i'm gonna really 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 care yeah. like seriously almost to a fault yeah you be buying niggas gifts oh yeah you'll, you'll get gifts you'll get cute I things don't, i won't give a gift unless we're like uh, like together together or oh. we've been like dating for a minute i mean I, i'll like, buy I, little cute things like nothing like not a gift gift until no, like you'll we're buy, together like cute little facial care but like <laughs> in the dating stage it's just like you look i think he will like this and i'm just like it's just, and it's just like, I don't know. That's so nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah. It'd be fun. And yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I know. Because I don't know what dating me is like. That's hard to say. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you can I, say what you think, yeah, but you just, really I don't know. For my personality, I feel like it would be. Yeah. So you're going off like your personality, but what it would be. Right. And I think we'll have a lot of chill, a ch like super absolutely. chill moments. So what do dating me Because I'd be way like? chiller than people think. I'm, I think. No. Or I feel <laughs> She's like at me like, huh? I think people might think you're more chill than what you really are. Oh, <laughs> so I think you're opposite. <laughs> Did y'all hear what this girl said? <laughs> I think it's the exact. I think people will be like, oh, what is it? <laughs> They'll be like, oh, oh okay, 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 okay. Yeah, surprise, surprise, shit. surprise, bitch. <laughs> Literally, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> like. 
<laughs> oh my gosh yes i think yeah people always be like you're a firecracker like way more than they would have thought mm-hmm. or whatever because penny piece it doesn't really align with sometimes but <laughs> yeah okay um next question okay if you're dating what anxieties do you have around it are you hopeless romantic are you jaded um do you find out have relationship ptsd because i feel like molly definitely is just mm-hmm. like she's kind of like really apprehensive because it's gone so wrong but she's done the work and i think she's ready Mm -hmm. but now it's about putting that work into place i think that's where i'm at with dating like Mm -hmm. i'm not jaded at all like i think i I understand myself so much more and also understand like men and their nature and what i want and need and then also like how to communicate more and just how to be more patient and just like less attached so i'm just Mm -hmm. like think i'm ready to put it into actual play yeah if that makes sense. That makes sense. So I could sometimes be anxious about it. Yeah. I mean, you already know how I am. I'm, I'm not jaded, but I'm, I have anxiety. So, mm-hmm. like, I overthink my whole life. Like, everything. I you always everything. think about the negative of, of dating. Like, you, you always yeah. think the worst. Well, because I, I... And they know me, this. We talked about this before. Yeah, I think it's, like, one of those defense mechanisms. Because it's like, well, if I think the worst and then the best happens, then great. I'll be... Like, at least, like, I guess it's one of those things where I set it up to be like, well, if, right, if this happens, like, at least I saw it coming versus if the opposite happens and I'm like, oh, okay, well, or it's like, don't expect anything, like, literally don't expect the good or the bad or manifest and be like, oh, like, this is what, and then no, if it doesn't happen, that's just what wasn't supposed to happen. And I think now, though. I think that I am trying to be more so kind of like um, not not overthinking it, but just more so like whatever happens, happens. If it's supposed to be, it will be. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. And just chilling and not yeah. trying to like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, right. That's what, that's kind of where I am. Yeah. With it. I'm on some super let it go. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. I yeah. hate the whole go with the flow thing though. What you mean? At our age. Like, you know how we, like, go with the flow? And it's just kind of like, yes and no. Right. I think you should state, like, what you want and need. And if yes. whatever that person, if he can't, if they can't give it to you and if it doesn't align, then... then you got to let it go. Yeah. But, but don't go with the flow. You just, don't want to go with the flow if it's not aligning with, like, how you feel and what you yes. need. Because you're just going to be sad. Right. As fuck. You're going to... Or you're going to literally just weird. be changing what you want to fit their needs. Exactly. And you're going to be miserable. And that's no fun. And even... It's not going to end up good because that's how they're going to be forever or... It's going to be like a thing where it's like y'all just so happen to come together, be together, but it's not like he really he wanted really to be there. That. And that's whack. Right. So I'm definitely on the what should be will be. But when it's there, I will still ask. I would still communication. Yeah. Communicating. Um. Okay. So do we feel like Crenshaw was right to go rogue or were his actions messed up? Um. And has your work ever been dimmed? So, has my work ever been dimmed? Possibly. I can't think of, like, one. But, so, you know, it's one of those things where it's, like, do I think it was right for him? I think that he did what he needed to do. Because mm-hmm. he was, like, I have this vision. I want to do this for myself. But I do think that, like, when you are in that corporate world, there is this kind of, like, protocol, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess... I mean, it worked out in the end, mm. so it was perfect. But I do think that, like, 
as black people, we kind of stay in this little box when it comes down in the corporate world because we're like, ooh, if we step out, yeah, but it's anything like, can happen, right? And I think it's like, oh, anything, you know, anything can happen with these white people because mm-hmm. they don't get it, they don't understand. But I guess they don't get it, they don't understand because we never really pushed them mm-hmm. to get it or to understand. So that's kind of what he did. And I mean, I, I think in your career, it just depends because you can do that and lose your job. Mm-hmm. Or you could do that and this happens mm-hmm. where it's like, wow, that was amazing. So it's really just the. Right. Um, I don't think he was wrong at all because yeah. I'm I'm super like go rogue, like disrupt yeah. it, like do whatever, even if you get fired. But it's like if you get fired, you might and you got to pay your rent, you know, like don't be doing all that. But it's like you will land exactly where you want to be. And it's like, mm-hmm. especially for an artist like him, that tension inside that you have is like you can't like. You can't, like, go against your own, like, passion and grain. So I'm just like, yeah. just fuck it, do it. And obviously, it ended up going good. Right. Um, and I have definitely been dim, like, a bunch of times. But one that I can definitely remember um, when I was, like, working at a label, it's like I did, like, a whole little campaign and a whole thing. And they were kind of saying it was too much, like, for that artist at the time, mm-hmm. in a sense. And I'm like, not at all. Like, this is exactly what they need to get to where they got to go. Granted, the artist was a black artist, so they didn't really care about them that much, and I could tell. And so, um, but now, I think it was when I was in Kenya, I was, like, looking on their stuff, and they did, like, the exact same idea. Like, yeah, with another brand, but it was the same exact, like, thing and flow, like, later. Um, And I was just like, what? But that's one time that I can remember, and I'm sure it's happened, like, multiple times, but, Um, yeah. There was a time when I worked at that company that I hated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... I would write something, like I would write a pitch, mm-hmm. and then my boss would be like, oh, oh, sweetie, no, this isn't really the brand. This isn't like what we what we write about. And then I would just remember like the manager being like, well, why didn't, like once she put something in, they'll be like, well, why didn't you put in the da 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 da? And it'll be said, like what I said. And I'm like. I hate when that happens. I hate when that As that's actually happened a lot to me at different companies. I mean, actually happened, yeah, even, no, for sure, now that I think about it. Or it's like, it's just like they try to do the easiest thing. And yeah. it's like, because they don't want to like work or like push the grain. Yeah. I really hate that about working like or corporate they just think places. they know everything and they don't want to take your advice. When like, we're the young ones who know right. what's going on in these streets. Yeah, it's just it's like, or, or it's like really like, no, not by saying no offense, all offense. But like, white people do this all the time where they think they don't want to take your opinion because they feel their opinion is right yeah. about everything. Yeah. And then it backfires. And then they're like, well, why didn't we? And it's like, that's what I said. Facts mm-hmm. only. All right. We have two more questions. Um, Issa Nathan, do we think that she should reopen that whole thing? Um, would you? Why or why not? I mean, I think. Listen, I like Nathan. I like Nathan, and he I really understood really his story. I understood him ghosting. Like he's a good guy. Like I, if I he's was Issa, I would reopen that just to see. Mm-hmm. She's single, single now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's single. Like yeah. Unless we're going from the standpoint of like, well, damn, you just kind of getting over That's, him. Yeah. So maybe you should give yourself that room to just figure That's out what, what you want. But I mean, but if you're kind of like, well, I know I want to be in something I'm getting at a certain age and, and you know, like I always enjoyed him, then right. yeah, why not? Yeah. From what I'm like, from what I'm thinking, like exactly that is like, okay, you just broke up with um, Lawrence yeah. and like you have so much going on on the work, like work 
front of things. So maybe you should pull a Molly and work on yourself and like focus all of that on work. Um, Definitely. But I would definitely not like not close the door on Nathan in a sense. But he's also seems like he'd be a great friend. So you also don't want to. Like they they're cool as friends maybe like maybe yeah. just leave it leave and that I where feel it is. Like they're cool as friends, so that could be a thing. But I also feel like Issa kind of had a moment where she worked on herself, and yeah. it's like you always work again. Like you're yeah. always working on yourself. She but you know, break. but I do think that Issa had that moment. I don't know, was it last season or season before? Yeah, she had that whole. Thing. And that's kind of when her career kind of soared, and she yeah. knew what she wanted to do. So. I think, and when it comes down to the well, relationship, she does know what she wants to do really because she broke up with Lauren. She yeah, there. so I think with the relationship, if she wants a relationship right now, like yeah, she just went off, got over a breakup, but that breakup been over. Yeah, like, they was lying to themselves. Honestly, yeah. they was living in a moment of like, oh, this is what it felt good. It felt good. So it's the last question. Um, Issa crying. When she's like bust out crying oh. in Nathan's mouth. Yes. <laughs> um, why do you think she broke down? Um, and have you ever done anything similar? So I think that she broke down because we didn't see her really cry about that. Um, why do I want, I keep calling Lawrence Derwin from the game. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I don't know. This, this helped. I'm, I said it while watching. I was like, look at Derwin. Yeah. Like a- no, it's not. Okay. Lawrence. I don't think she had a moment to really like cry about that. So like now she's with a new guy, probably brought up all kind of emotions. Yep. And so that's why she cried. Have I ever done anything similar? Um, there was a, but there was a moment I cried after sex with somebody, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a good cry. It was just like, why did I let him, like, why did I do that? Mm. So I started crying. Okay. Um, I say the same thing as to why I think she cried. I think that everything that happened that day, it's just, and I think she was like looking more so for intimacy by asking him to stay, you know, like that comfort, that intimacy that she probably was getting from Lawrence. But like, that's not what, that's not where they are. You know what I'm saying? Like that Nathan and her, like they're friends, but he don't have the capacity right now probably to provide her with like that space. Cause that nigga got up and left also. And also she probably just didn't feel like that warmth or whatever. I don't know. So I say that the same thing, like, oh, you think like she, like, like she might, I think she was going to, cause they were making out, like they're about to like have sex or something like that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can confuse like needing comfort and intimacy and then but really, like, you end up having sex with somebody and trying to get that. But it's, like, it's not fulfilling because it's just sex. Or, like, that, you just break down. I never broke down crying, like, before or anything like that. But yeah. it. she probably was like, oh, I'm about to do this. And she's like, oh, my God, nah, this is really yeah. not. I'm just sad as fuck right now. Yeah. So it's good that they probably didn't have sex. And she just fucking cried. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, because you got to cry. Like, cry it out. Now, I'm curious, though. Would that make him be like, oh, you need time? Yeah. Do you think him- he was wrong for walking out? Like that, yeah. Yeah, I think he was definitely wrong for sneaking out. He could have woke. He could have tapped her and been like, "Hey, I gotta go." Have I done anything similar? I am a cry baby. Um, that's all I gotta say. Cause now y'all in my business, but I am a cry baby. That's all I'm gonna say. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's. That's just that on that. Yeah. So. I don't cry as much as you, but I do be crying. <laughs> I don't cry that much anymore. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't. Not as much as before. <laughs> no, you don't. But I still cry. I think that'll be forever. Yeah. Um, I cry over, like, 
television shows and commercials yeah. that touch me. Yeah. And everyone's like, are you crying? Right. Yeah. Um, but, okay, Pennies for Guntas, episode two. So, for peace of mind this week, um, I'm excited. I'm attending the virtual Woman Evolve conference that's put on by Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. I've been attending a couple of times ever since she's been having it, and um, I'm super excited about it. I love her conferences. I love her sermons. So if you are in Dallas, of course, you should go get your ticket. And if you want to go virtually, um, do the damn thing. Or if you're in New York and you're like somebody that I actually know and want to watch it with me this weekend, holla at Chiguala. But that is what's bringing me peace of mind or what will bring me peace of mind, I guess. So that's it for the show. Um, until next time, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, all things. You are listening to the 40 Thoughts Podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meets. Adios. Gotta go.